I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. All right, today on the podcast, we have Nicole Clausen. Nicole has over 14 years of experience in the veterinary industry with 10 years in small animal practice. She worked her way up from receptionist to ops manager in various clinics and understands the intricacies and internal workings of a successful practice. She now is the founder and consultant at Veterinary Care Logics, Logistics, reading is hard for me, a consulting firm specializing in inventory management for veterinary professionals. Um, they've helped hundreds of veterinary practices from coast to coast. Um, you guys work with corporate and small, small practices. Um, and Nicole is also the founder of vet, Veterinary Inventory Strategy Network, holy words, um, a community and educational platform dedicated to inventory management, the host of the Inventory Nation podcast, founder of Inventory Alley, which just launched. I can't wait to talk about this. The first ever inventory management software for veterinarians. Um, I'm just real happy we might get actual reporting networks. <laughs> because <laughs> I just was like trying to pull inventory for, for a client um, and a regular speaker on inventory management. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the show. Well, I'm excited. Um, so first question first, what was your first job? So actually my very first job was working in a vet clinic. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. In high school, it was as a receptionist CSR. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, this is just a job to get me through high school. And then I went to college animal science and I continued working the vet practice and, you know, there it went. So, but I mean, I of course did like the babysitting since I was mm -hmm. like 10, but like my right. actual, like legit job was mm -hmm. in a vet practice. Wow, that's crazy. It, it's always funny to me though, because like I feel like a lot of the, the people we talk to in the veterinary industry have some entrepreneurial experience or they come from entrepreneurs or whatever. But so that's crazy. You started there. Yes. In customer service. Mm -hmm. um, most of us like started in restaurants, which it's real similar a lot of the yeah. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're dealing with people giving us orders and we're like, Right. Okay. We don't have that. Can't help you. Right. Um, so give us the rundown. So just a little bit, but give us a rundown of your career journey. How did you end up here with your own company? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was in practice for a number of years. And so long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I had my first job as an inventory manager. I was brand new to the practice, never managed inventory before. And they were like, so um, when you need to order, shake a bottle. And if it feels low, you order it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I like, remember sitting in the pharmacy and I was like, what, like, what does that even mean? Like, I was so like, I'm such a, like a numbers and data person. And I was like, but like, no, actually, what does that mean? And so they left the practice like a couple days later. So I was like, all right. 
So managing inventory when I first started, we'll use that term loosely um, because I was like on the struggle bus. Mm -hmm. And so I learned everything I could from like supply chain management, human, um, like healthcare, inventory management, basically like anything that I get my hands on. And I started building these systems in my practice and that was going really well. And so I started helping other practices locally to me. And then it was actually um, an MWI rep was like, hey, come speak on inventory management. And I was like, yes, I would love to. Mm -hmm. And so before this, I kind of like had this calling that, or like, I kind of knew that I wanted to do something more than just be in practice, but I didn't know what it was. Um, And I kind of like, I knew that being in a practice or being an operations manager, that wasn't like my lifelong journey. So then fast forward to like, I had this talk and it literally let, lit my soul on fire. Like I was buzzing (laughs) after. And I was like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. It's like help people. And I could like see the light bulb moments go off for them. And I was like, oh, this is it. And so I just kind of started as a consultant and I was like, and it's just kind of been an adventure ever since. I love it. That's so good. Um, why inventory? I mean, <laughs> other than like, like the data, right? Like how, yes. I mean, as somebody, yes, I love numbers and systems. Like, you know, why <laughs> shaking a bottle? You and I are the same person. If somebody was like, shake the bottle, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. but how many do we need what needs to happen like why right right? we're like why what when where how Um, I need a number please I need numbers I need data um how many do we need like like that's so arbitrary like maybe I feel like it's not full but you feel like it's full right right and that's what I say I'm like if you ask any member in your practice all team members and you're like hey what does low mean I bet you do that you're like everybody shake the bottle and everybody who thinks it's low raise their hand (laughs) yeah I'm like so it could be like a million different things Mm -hmm. um but I love it so first and foremost like spreadsheets are my love language so you know like data spreadsheet Mm -hmm. systems like though that's my jam but then also inventory is like this common struggle in veterinary practices. And there's typically like only one inventory manager in a practice or like no one talks about it. And so it's like this huge giant beast of this thing. And so it's like, I just remember when I was first managing and I felt like super alone and I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything right. Like it was this huge, like emotional weight on me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I could just be in somebody else's corner and like be their cheerleader and like help them through this, like Mm -hmm. that's so important to me. So I feel like it kind of combines my like love of helping others. And then like my love of spreadsheets and like data and systems. And it's like, perfect. It's like this giant puzzle I get to solve. Pretty sure you and I are the same person. <laughs> We're like puzzles we become friends? and spreadsheets and helping people. Like, how do we, sure. That's all we need. That's, that's really all, all I need in life. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, that's part of the reason we do the podcast is like, it's just another way to help people, right? Cause we get to give yes. people tangible, tangible help. Mm -hmm. So we know inventory is a beast. We know inventory is one of these things that like practices don't really want to deal with. Right. But what are the effects of not having a system on Um, practice? 
how much time do you have? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, go. We're good. We can be here. Literally, I have like five questions for you, but I was like, they're all going to be like 20 minutes. <laughs> so I think the biggest, okay, so I'll just back up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like having a you know, mismanaged inventory system really affects every area in your practice, right? It's so like, first and foremost, if we don't have inventory, we can't treat our patients. So in order to do our jobs, we need inventory. But then on top of it, if you think about, you know, it kind of like affects all the other, um, you know, team frustrations, you know, like you're in an exam room or you're like doing curbside and you're like, okay, Mrs. Jones, I know you haven't been in in five years, but I'm going to give you this and this and this. And she like finally says yes. And then you go to the back and you're all out and it's like, what, you know, just like totally takes the wind out of your sails. And then, you know, maybe you have an emergency comes in and you're like, trying to like get this stuff from the emergency crash cart and something's expired and you can't find the right size trach tube and you're like rifling through the drawer for a catheter like that's no good um and then of course there's the financial impacts and the financial impacts can be huge mm-hmm. you know um it's typically the second largest expense i'm sure as you know in a veterinary practice Labor but i've is even number seen- one and I've even seen it be the first. Yeah, too. Because it, we've seen some was, major, major margins. Yes. Scary. And like, um, you know, saving just like a few percentage points can honestly lead to tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars, like back, mm-hmm. you know, each year. Um, I had one of my very, very dear clients. She tried to sell her practice so her and her husband could retire. They both own the practice, both veterinarians. They got an uh, evaluation done and their cost of goods were so high, nobody would purchase the practice. So we worked together, got her cost of goods down, like I think a little over like 10 percentage points. Whoa. <laughs> and she was able to sell her practice and retire. A lot of time margin. With- yeah. Um, yes, a lot of margin, a lot of potential cost savings. Sorry, my cat is no, screeching in the background. <laughs> Cats, uh, kids, dogs, whatever. It's we fine. <laughs> um, so there's definitely like the financial aspect mm-hmm. um, can just be huge. You know, we're talking a lot about right now is like, how do we increase our, you know, team wages? How do we pay our staff more? Mm-hmm. Reduce your inventory costs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want to retire? Oh, you want to build a second location? Mm-hmm. Reduce your inventory costs. You know, I feel like that's kind of the gateway to so many possibilities in your practice. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why it's really exciting to me. I love it. And I think, you know, I always say like, I'm not cost averse. Like, like, I think that's great if we're using it for proper investment, like whatever, like I'm not cost averse, but like when we're, when we know that our margins have to be like, margins can be really close in certain things, especially in veterinary. Mm-hmm. Like if our margins are good, you know, that's where we can find cash. A lot of the time is in those margins. Um, which, you know, obviously we're always trying to find, you know, cause they're like, we can't hire people. <laughs> I need to give a $30,000 signing bonus to anybody I give an offer to. Right. It's like, where do I find that 30 grand? It's like, well, A, they're going to make more money for you the minute they walk in the door, but B, maybe we can find it in your margin somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm looking at inventory in the 20, you know, I'm looking at cost of goods in the 25% or more. Like we know we can get this down to 20. Yes. Yeah. 
That's and awesome. a lot of times there's like fairly low hanging fruit, right? I think that's another, okay. Another reason why I love inventory mm-hmm. is there's a lot of times just low hanging fruit where you see a positive impact, like mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Like you don't have to wait like six months or a year to like see the positive impact. Like mm-hmm. it's fairly quick. So yeah, no, I like it. And I, you know, for a lot of our clients, like we're seeing like large purchases in like one month and then there's like nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I kind of expect this to be the same Z's, like, right. you know, right. you're, you know, month over month, just as we go, I'm, you know, so, yeah. and that's something we keep an eye on for our clients. It's like, what is, what is the inventory and, you know, what does that look like? And why do we have so much? <laughs> what happened this last month? Um, we actually have a client, one of their techs um, gave birth. And so like, they've got a tech on, on, on leave. So their person that does inventory management actually was like front loading because she does a lot of the teching right now while this person's out. I was like, okay, (laughs) that's a reason, you know, that's a reason to have, you know, all these purchases, but you know, are we tracking all of this? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, as we were talking about right before we got started here, oh my God, the reporting, (laughs) Yes. Uh, we're trying to pull reporting. You know, all of our clients are in different systems. We were like, just give us the logins. We'll pull our reports. We'll pull what we need. But I'm like, what is going on? You know, I know. I wish I'm like, who made these? Like who made these softwares? Like, cause y'all like clearly did not talk to somebody who like ever ran a report. So right. <laughs> I know trying to pull an AR, like we're trying to pull AR for one of our clients. And it's like, these systems do not do actual AR aging. They're not accounting systems, right? It always makes me laugh when people are like, yeah, you know, I picked this thing and it has the accounting on it. And I'm like, that, no, we can't just bolt an accounting system onto our project management system. Like my balance sheet doesn't balance my friends. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of the time, you know, these CSR systems also do inventory. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you found that they're not very good at that. Yes, correct. It, I think that's like one of the biggest reasons why I was like, okay, like, how can we fix this? Because mm-hmm. there's so much amount of time and effort and just everything that goes into keeping them up to date. You know, mm-hmm. you like look at, it and it's like, oh, we have negative 14,000 gabapentin capsules. I'm like, really? we do, you know, or I'm like looking in like the cost for like one can of GI food is like $4 million. I'm like, probably not, but you know, like so much crazy amount of like time and effort that goes into keeping it accurate. I'm like, but then you don't have that time to like actually spend managing it or getting to your patients or really anything you want to do besides data entry into a computer yeah or your accountant's like um this can't be right go do a physical count (laughs) I have one I'm doing that too right now I'm like I don't there's stuff on here from 2002 I'm gonna assume that's not correct (laughs) or it's sitting in a back drawer somewhere Mm -hmm. yes um I think one of the things we also need to talk about that I think probably lay people don't understand is that veterinary practices have controlled substances as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. So managing that properly um, is a big deal for their licensing. Totally. And a lot of times it's like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. But as a DEA license holder, it's your job to know what you need to do. And it's a big deal. 
I have like heard the craziest stories about like theft and just misuse and diversion and like all this crazy stuff. I'm like, we have to make sure that there is a complete record from the time it arrives in the practice to the time it leaves. Like if you need to do, or you need to have an unopened container log, it's highly what I recommend. Mm -hmm. Have an unopened container log. The second they get there, log those bad boys into the unopened container log. And then you always know what you have exactly on hand. I did this talk several years ago and um, we were talking about controlled substances and she came up to me afterwards and kind of like recommended what, you know, controlled substance logs um, she should get for her practice. And we kind of talked about that. And then probably like two months later, she called me and she's like, Hey, I haven't really got a chance to like, you know, add in my unopened container log, but we had uh, an employee get into a car wreck. And she tested positive for all these controlled substances. And I was like, go check your stock right now. And she had been stealing controlled substances from the practice. And they had no idea until she got into that car accident. The liability. Yeah. And I mean, the stories get wild. No, I've heard a few. <laughs> you know, and so. It's crazy. I mean, you can't get it for, like. I'm, I have ADHD and I have to go get Adderall and I literally have to like sign my life away mm-hmm. every single time I pick this up. My, my entire family at this point, we're all, some, <laughs> we're all on some version, but like, but I can just walk into it, you know? Yeah. Walk into the back of a veterinary practice and like, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Like 10. Okay. Not, okay. It's probably been more than 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now we're probably, I feel like I'm like back in my day. <laughs> um, a long you know what? Pre pandemic. It's all, the world is a whole different place now. <laughs> and I was like, I was still like a baby receptionist mm-hmm. and I had like caught this guy who was like doctor shopping and trying to get a prescription of tramadol from a bunch of different clinics and I was like ah I found him and I was like it was like my investigative journalism powers I was like and like from that on I'm like no (laughs) like you need to we need to figure this out here so I mean it was even happening like you know a long time ago so it's like and there was one. So I was like, actually it worked out perfectly because I was consulting on site with a client and somebody came and dropped off a resume and they like had a thing. And I was there while she was calling references. Mm -hmm. And it turns out she had lied on her resume saying that she had worked in the clinic, but she never had. And she had previous like drug, like controlled substances, like theft, like it was either like, I don't know, it was a while ago. So I can't remember the exact details, but like mm-hmm. she did either been charged for it or like arrested for it. And I was like, you know, as, as much as we're like trying to get people in the door right now, mm-hmm. can like, we imagine if we didn't do our dil- due diligence on that person and then they would have access to our controlled substances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important to like, you know, it's always like a oh, small business, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not going to happen here. Or like, yeah. I, I, you also know our friend Clint, Clint Latham. It's like, we're not going to be, no, we're not going to be cyber attacked. It's like, no, 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 no. You were <laughs> 10 times more likely to be cyber attacked than like any large corporation. Right. Totally. Um, because now they know like, oh, human hospitals, they have the lock on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Human pharmacies, they've got it locked down. That's right. Ooh, we have to sign our life away to get Sudafed. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, we can just walk into a you know a vet clinic and see if we can get it that way. Right. It's crazy. It's fine. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So, what are I mean? Practice owners probably know they have a poor inventory management system, but what are some of the red flags? Um, because I think that's important. Like, I mean, come on guys, you know, but what are the, some of the red flags that you have a poor inventory management system? Um, and you probably should address it. Yeah. Um, if you're running out of stuff all the time, probably look at your inventory. Mm-hmm. If Jamie's saying, Hey, your margins, high, yeah, your margin, your margins are ridiculous. What's going on? Yeah probably look at your inventory. If your inventory manager is super stressed out and they're like feeling burnt out and they're super frustrated and they're getting cranky at everyone, Mm -hmm. probably need to look at your inventory system. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you don't have a way to kind of like keep track of like what you have on hand. So if you could have the possibility of theft and you would have no idea of knowing probably should look at your inventory system. Mm -hmm. If you have one person that's been there forever and ever and ever and ever, and they are the only ones managing inventory probably should look at it. That's a big one. Uh, Yeah. Um, It's like, if you had one person writing all of the checks for the last 20 years, you might want to check that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's look a little deeper. Let's just check it. Yeah. Um, If you have anything on the shelf since like 1992, probably a good idea to check it. I don't know Um, a whole lot, but I know it's probably expired. If your um, central storage area still has floppy disks in your <laughs> practice manuals, probably a good idea to check out your inventory. <laughs> Half the people are like, what's a floppy disk? Right. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. Yes. Or if you can never find what you need, right? If you're like, if you just like spend your day, like just being like, oh, where's this? Oh, where is this? We're out of that. We're out of this. That's definitely a good sign. You need to look at your inventory. Efficiencies are important too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even if you couldn't save dollars, could you save time? Yes. In your time is super, super valuable. And also on, on that note, if you are the practice owner and you are the one managing inventory, you should also look at your inventory mm-hmm. because as a practice owner, your time is super valuable and should be spent in CEO and visionary mode or veterinarian mode and, or both of those rather than the one managing inventory. I mean, we could just be done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop, boom. And we're done. <laughs> um, so you just launched um, Inventory Alley, mm-hmm. which is a inventory system, software system, period. That's all it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about your system and why you, I mean, you kind of alluded to like, why did you build it um, and what it helps people do? Yeah. So I really wanted there to be like an easy button, right? A lot of practices, they don't have a dedicated inventory manager. Um, So I wanted there to be an easy way to manage inventory without having to do a bunch of guesswork, without having to, you know, spend a ton of time, like constantly updating your, um, you know, your practice management system. And so what it does is we use your order history. So it gets everything, all of your white goods, (laughs) all of everything 
So you don't have to be like, oh, how many guys do we have? Like it knows. And then what we do is we take that order history. We put some algorithms and secret sauce in there to figure out what's the most what's the most important items to your practice. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of segment them into like areas of importance. And then um, based upon that, you'll have some items that you count and track every week. Some is every other week, monthly and quarterly. And so what then what inventory Ali does is it gives you a list of things to count that week. And then you put in your counts and it tells you exactly how much to order. You don't have to think about it. It's calculated for you as your demand changes. So as you get another doctor, as you get crazy busy, it adapts to you. Same thing if you start to order less, it adapts to you. So literally you could delegate managing inventory to anybody in your practice. You can say, okay, Susie, I need you to go count pharmacy. I need Tiffany and you to go count treatment. And then they pull up what items they need to count in pharmacy and what's in treatment. It's not every item every week. It's just a small um, subsect of that. Then once they're done, you know exactly how much to order. Oh, it's like two, what, 20 minutes a week? Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends on like, I will say if like you haven't organized your inventory in a really long time and you don't know where anything is, you got to start first. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But then well, like once you get it, it could, you know, it just goes so easy and we've Mm -hmm. kind of designed it to, you just count and you order once a week. Um, and you know, if you go through like a huge rush of something, if you have like a huge run of pancreatitis, you know, Mm -hmm. you might have to like, you know, have like a little bit of a special extra order or something like that. But so that's kind of like what it is and why I designed it. Cause I really just wanted it to be the easy button. And I wanted to take a lot of the, like the mystery and the confusion and the chaos and the, just the like part of managing inventory out of there. No, that's huge. I think, you know, like I said, like we're looking at, you know, we're trying to pull reports from CS from, you know, whatever management system that clients have. And we're just like, it's like, then I have to go in like one of them, like it gives me, it doesn't give me a total. Like I have to go, like, what is my beginning? What was my beginning balance the previous month? And what did we use versus what did we buy? Yes. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what is happening. Why isn't it giving me, I, I don't know, you know, yes. like what, what I shouldn't have to have to calculate the amount. I can, we do those things. It's like, you can give it to me in Excel. I can figure it out. Right. Right. But, but- the whole point of having reporting in your practice management system is so you don't have to do it manually. So you can pull reports. Right. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Um, Another thing I wanted to address with Nicole, because we have a client right now that just purchased a practice um, and we had her pull her inventory report out of, I think they're in Avamark. Okay. Um, And all of the equipment was in there. Mm. Do we Mm -hmm. have equipment in inventory? My, My initial reaction is no. But you tell me. <laughs> you are correct. Equipment is like a whole nother beast. Mm-hmm. And so equipment should not really be in your practice management system. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You certainly could if you wanted to, but then you have to do a lot of manual work on your reports and there's not really a ton of benefit. I highly recommend just usually an, um, an Excel spreadsheet, and then you can have just all the information you need. You can have, mm-hmm. um, you know, tracking for like when maintenance was performed, everything like that. Um, 
So I don't generally recommend having equipment if there's a lot of extra stuff in there. Same thing with like janitorial supplies or office supplies. Those don't need to be in there. Um, I would just truly keep your inventory list as clean and as accurate as possible because that's really going to help all of your inventory management stuff. That's going to help your reporting. That's going to help everything. Um, so. Yeah. And then your accountant's not like. <laughs> Then your accountant's not like, what is happening? <laughs> then your accountant's like pulling this, and like, why is there sixty thousand dollars? Oh, that's yeah. why we've got equipment in here since the dawn of time, right. which you probably don't have anymore, right? Because that never got updated. Mm-mm. No, no. All right, so <laughs> you know, I know people are like. You know, we always, we have all these solutions that do different things, right? All these different softwares and everything. And we don't always have to like bolt things on, but if we're going to be really, really, really focused on our costs, especially with our inventory that we need for treatment and examinations and making sure we're, we're being as efficient as possible there, I think bringing in a separate, you know, something that actually is built to manage inventory makes a ton of sense. I mean, small practice to large practice, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And one of my favorite things is, so I don't know if you've ever tried to like call like the support line. You're like, Hey, I want to see this feature in here. And they basically like laugh at you. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, that's not why we sold you the thing because that's a funny joke (laughs) so we actually have like an ideas portal where you can go you can add your own ideas you can vote on it and Mm -hmm. my team and I we meet every single week and we actually add them to the roadmap because I want this to be like your software it's not me being like oh here you have to have this (laughs) I want it to make something that actually makes your life better Mm -hmm. so if you need something that does that like I want to know about Mm -hmm. it no I love that and I think you know as an accountant and I'm I'm always like cutting edge, like I'm, I'm in all the softwares. Um, but I sit on a couple advocate boards for software companies because like, I want to know what's coming up, but also I want to be like, oh, can I get this thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And the companies I stay with are the ones that are making improvements that I've asked for. I didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of these practice management softwares are massive dinosaurs that were that really are not being improved upon at all. Right, they've roamed the earth since like decades and decades ago. (laughs) They have, (laughs) and they're not making improvements because they just use these softwares as ways to be like, hey, we're giving you a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're not actually doing anything for you. We're just giving you this dinosaur software to, you know, enter sales in or something. So I love the idea of a separate system, especially if it's gonna actually help you improve your system, right? I love that. It's like, here's your list of things. I wish somebody would spit up my list of things. Right? I'm like, can I get this for like my groceries or something, please? <laughs> yes, that's huge. I love that. You're like, it takes your purchase history, right? It's like, that's why we use an app. I'll like go through the app on like all of our, cause it like kind of tracks our most frequently purchased. So I'll go through and be like, oh yeah, I need ice cream bars, uh, um, <laughs> bread. Mm-hmm. because my children are not always the best about adding stuff but every time we talk about inventory I think of our ice cream bar inventory because like Adam <laughs> there's never enough <laughs> raise up those reorder points <laughs> and, but, and like my husband will go buy them and I'm like you got one box <laughs> one yes and 
So like when I think about inventory, like the best thing that I think about is like grocery shopping, because mm-hmm. like, it's like, if you know that your family goes through a bag of apples every single week, do you go to the store every day to buy one apple? Or do you just buy a bag of apples at the beginning of the week? And that's the same thing for inventory, right? Because I know if you buy a bag of apples for your two-year-old that has been eating a bag of apples for the last (laughs) three months, they're going to stop eating apples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the day they're going to be like, nope, I don't like apples anymore. Um, Excuse me. We've moved on. Mm -hmm. Give it the program. I like bananas now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. All right. So I'm kind of going to kind of going to do our final cue, but there's going to be a long answer. So um, what can a practice do today to move towards better inventory management? So there's a lot of different things you could do, but I would say if it's been a while since you've like just gone through your shelves to see what you have, Mm -hmm. just start going through your shelves, like take it, you know, and don't get overwhelmed because I will Mm -hmm. say like struggling with inventory, actually, let me back up. If you're struggling with inventory, don't feel like you're alone. It's a very like common, common thing in practice. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most common questions, actually the most common question I get asked is, am I the worst you've ever seen? No, I get that too. (laughs) You get that too all the time. I'm like, there's no judgment here. Yeah. Judge you. you, She's at home. (laughs) I just want to work with you to figure it out. So Mm -hmm. if you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like my inventory is just a mess. Like you are not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, don't, because no one talks about this. No one teaches you how to do it. So like just save. I feel like we have so many other things to worry about, like worrying about if you're good enough at managing inventory is not one of them. So with that being said, if it has been a while since you have like, um, you know, gone through your shelves, just look for expired stuff. Just start there. See, do you have anything expired? Um, is there anything like gut feeling you're like, Ooh, it seems like we have a ton of that on the shelf, Mm -hmm. figure out how much you're selling each month of it. Right. If you have like six different kinds of flea and tick prevention, and you have like a bunch of like boxes of all those different kinds, you probably, unless you're a super crazy, busy practice, you probably have a little bit of overstock there. Same thing. When you walk in your central storage, if you have like a ton of backstock of a bunch of different things, you might be probably overstocked. Um, So just start doing that and get familiar with your practice management system, because even if you're not using it for inventory management Mm -hmm. and you're like, we haven't tracked anything a day in our lives in here, that's okay because typically that's how you're invoicing your clients. So you're still going to have that sales and usage data. Mm -hmm. So you can see like, okay, if I know that I sell two bottles every month of ABC ear cleaner and we have 27 on the shelf, I know that's probably a year supply of that. And that's too much. So you can just kind of start to get familiar with what you have on the shelf stuff like that. But for like a concrete thing, definitely look at your expiration dates. And then if there's stuff that you are running out of all the time, you know, you can start reorder tags or just kind of figure out why, because I feel like a lot of times when things are so busy, when things are so hectic, a lot of times we're in reactive mode for our inventory. We're like, ah, we just ran out of this, like, let's order a bunch, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, how can we shift into a more of a proactive mode and start to do some demand forecasting? So we're not like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, um, like ran out of 18 things. It's like, okay, rather than thinking about that way, it's like, okay, I know for like next month, I'm probably going to need this of this, that of that, 
and XYZ. So it's like kind of just starting to think about that shift. I love that reorder tags like that, like just like in my mind, I was like, it's just a sticky note to the point, like it's like, okay, maybe you have five bottles. We'll just put a sticky note on the last or the second to last one, right? We'll just yes. Write what it is. And then as soon as somebody takes that last bottle, they take the sticky note. It's like, mm-hmm. I need to order that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, yes. And you can get them free from your distributors. I have them for free. Mm-hmm. Like you can make PDF ones, you can laminate them, you can make them beautiful, you can color code them. You could be as like type A as you want to with them, mm-hmm. um, which I love. But don't create a system you can't maintain. Right. Yes. From a, from a fellow <laughs> super overprocessed, <laughs> hyper focused uh, person. Like most of our, I feel like most of our, um, our, our uh, practice owners are pretty type A as well. Um, don't overthink it as well. Yeah. Like if you just need a sticky note, that's fine yes. too. And yes. you know, make sure your staff is just writing what's on the sticky note, what needs to happen, yes. you know, and it doesn't have to be, I know it's like sometimes when our inventory feels like it's just totally crazy town, mm-hmm. it can feel like it's really hard to manage inventory. Mm-hmm. But once we kind of get like these foundational concepts, mm-hmm. it's actually not too hard, but it's like, how do we make this sustainable and adaptable? So like when the wheels are coming off the bus or you're shorthanded by like four people, how can we make sure the inventory kind of like, you know, stays humming along? I love it. I love it so much. Um, I love how you're like, people are like, I feel judged or don't judge me. Right. I get that all the time. People will be like, my tax returns aren't done and my accounting is a mess. And like, don't judge me. I'm like, why would I judge you on something you're not supposed to be doing? Right. Or yeah, like, like something that you, nobody ever taught you to do. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to know these things. No. Right. You're a veterinarian. You're not supposed to know <laughs> how to manage inventory. So like, yeah, let I'm me like, help you. <laughs> I don't go do surgeries. So you right. probably shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> right. That's what I was saying. Judge Judy. She's at home. She doesn't, no. she doesn't live here. Yeah. I don't not over here judging like at mm-hmm. all. Actually, yeah. this is what I expect the balls to have been properly dropped. <laughs> right. right? right. <laughs> Let me take them. <laughs> yes. Because this is like what's fun for me. So like right. I'm going to do my thing and I will let you do yours. Mm-hmm. I love that. Nicole, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, fun. of course. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. Be abundant.